the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, another Algatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970 The Answer. I'll get to the tagline here in just a second. That's what I'm talking about. The Mob Rules from Black Sabbath, their second and final album with Ronnie James Dio. And I always felt bad when Ronnie left Black Sabbath and did his own solo thing with Vivian Campbell. Um... Those two Black Sabbath albums, Heaven and Hell and The Mob Rules, probably some of my favorite Black Sabbath albums. Ronnie was such a great uh, artist, and it's a shame that he is gone now for, God, what is it, six, seven years now that he's, uh, he's passed away. Um, just he, he just fit Black Sabbath. I, I always felt like he fit Black Sabbath better than Ozzy Osbourne fit Black Sabbath. That's just my personal opinion. But anyway, The Mob Rules came out earlier uh, this week in this uh, week in music history, as it were, uh, in November uh, of um, 1980, uh, 1981, I think it was. 19, yeah, 1981 or 82. I, I, I want to say 82. But anyway, uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. Craft Beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour to talk about bourbon. That's right, bourbon. The usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily. Um, on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Play, uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. We are also available via the Hopped Up Network. Just go to the HoppedUpNetwork.com and you will find my uh, uh, beer show usually on Monday mornings. Uh, but a plethora of other beer shows as well that you can listen to at your leisure. All right, so coming up in about uh, 20 minutes, head distiller for Four Roses Bourbon, Brent Elliott, will be on the program. It's an interview that I taped at Brooklyn Brewery uh, last Monday. They did a collaboration with Brooklyn Brewery for their newest version of Black Ops Stout, and that's coming up in about 20 minutes. And and what an education that I got uh, in terms of bourbon how it's used in uh, barrel aging uh, of beers. Um, and also, Garrett Oliver spoke to us, uh, who we're going to get Garrett, Garrett the brewmaster, of course, for uh, Brooklyn Brewery. We're going to get him on the program uh, hopefully soon in a couple of weeks because I'd like to talk to him a little bit more about the process that goes through in making Black Ops and, of course, making his other beers as well. Brooklyn Brewery is, uh, you can buy it around the world. Um, but it was an interesting um, method how they went through the um, different iterations of the stout to come up with the final Black Ops stout that went into the bottle, which I actually purchased a bottle to take home. It's that good. Um, so we're going to talk with Brent about the bourbon side of it 
And uh, Laura Badish of the Badish Group, thanks so much for inviting me and getting me into the event because it was uh, quite the education. Really enjoyed it. Um, the distillery is located in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Uh, it's about 15 miles. Um, it's about 15 miles from Louisville. Uh, it, it is. Uh, they have a number of different places you can go. Tasting rooms, a bottling facility. I have to tell you, I am not the biggest whiskey drinker in the world, uh, bourbon drinker, uh, etc. But I will tell you that if I was going to drink bourbon, I might start with Four Roses and work my way around. Just go figure. All right. Let's get into some news and notes here. Uh, Founders is in the news. couple reasons. Uh, it was late last week when this happened, and I'd already put the show in the can, so I didn't get a chance to mention it. But Founders has settled the lawsuit with their former worker. They've also announced a new beer, the final beer in their Mothership series. But Founders Brewing, Tracy Evans, uh, reached a settlement in their uh, racial discrimination lawsuit. Uh, they announced this uh, la- the Thursday before last. Uh, terms of the settlement not disclosed. The lawsuit has been dismissed, according to a joint statement shared by the company's communications manager. Uh, Evans said in his statement, I want the world to know the power we have when we step forward and make ourselves heard. Upon hearing us, businesses also have the power to make changes or not. I don't know what happens from here within the doors of Founders Brewing Company. I do know this. We have a legal resolution, and we have started looking at how all, and the all, A-L-L is in all caps, of this is affecting human lives. Uh, Evans, who is black, filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against Founders in August of 2018, alleging that the craft brewery tolerated a racist internal corporate culture. Founders co-founders Dave Engbers and Mike Stevens wrote in their statement that they are pleased to settle this case and focus on the future. And they wrote, through recent discussions with Tracy, we listened, engaged in self-discovery, and reached common ground to make amends. We agree that nobody be viewed at fault here. Most importantly, this serves as an opportunity to place our full attention on the work we now have to do as a company of more than 600 dedicated team members to rebuild our relationships. Engbers and Stevens wrote that they are committed to moving the cause of diversity and inclusion forward. For founders, we want every employee to feel valued, respected, and safe. We abhor, we abhor discriminatory action of any type and believe this that beer should bring people together and not divide. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I posted a bunch of stuff on uh, the Facebook page, AG Craft Beer Cast, uh, at which you can uh, click on those links and check them out there. But the settlement has been, it's been settled. Uh, the discrimination suit has been dismissed. Um, what happens going forward? I don't know. Uh, I know Founders has some damage control to take care of. Uh, they uh, they had pulled out of an, out of an event uh, that they were a part of uh, before you know the the settlement had happened. Apparently, stores in and around Michigan were stopping carrying Founders. People are having parties to get rid of their Founders beer at their bar. Um, they have damage control to take care of now. They have to satisfy a lot of their people. Will I continue to drink Founders? Yes, it's beer. I'm going to continue to drink it uh, because I find their beer very good. Um, I'm not involved in that part of what had happened. So uh, personally, it doesn't affect me. Uh, I'm not going to boycott it again. There's two sides to every story. I don't know if we're ever going to really know the full story of all of this. uh, The owners have said they're not going to answer any more questions about it. We shall see. Now, Founders did announce, though, uh, earlier this week that they have announced French Toast Bastard as the next release in their Mothership series. This is a uh, an iteration. It's uh, a backwards a backwards bastard with a four-star breakfast treatment. It's at 11% ABV. It's going to have a uh, retail price of $20 for a six-pack, 
and will be available in bottles and draft in the brewery's taproom locations on December 1st. Draft will be available in limited quantities across the brewery's distribution footprint. So they basically, uh, it's the bourbon barrel-aged Scotch Ale. They put maple syrup in it, warm cinnamon, and sweet vanilla uh, for a different uh, version of Backwards Bastard, and they're calling it French Toast Bastard. So looking forward to trying that from Founders when it comes out in early December. Uh, was that Westfield Hops last week? We'll talk about that in another segment during the show here. Uh, but uh, they also announced, uh, and by the way, I had a great time, Allison. Thank you. But uh, a couple of days after uh, Westfield Hops, the uh, good folks, uh, Allison and her good folks, uh, have announced Big Brew Morristown will be back. Uh, this is going to take place uh, at the Morristown Armory on, uh, what is this, December December 29th? You know, I, I would have thought that I would have wrote the... Uh, the date down there, I, not December 29th, February 29th, I believe. Uh, if you want to save 25 bucks uh, right now until midnight tonight, uh, you can get your tickets at BigBrewNJ.com. That's BigBrewNJ.com. And if you type in the promo code EARLYBIRD, and that's effective only until midnight uh, tonight, uh, you will uh, save 25 bucks on your tickets. It's a great event. They have two sessions, noon to 4, 5.30 to 9.30 p.m. Uh, you, uh, they, there's a free shuttle from the Morristown train station as well. Allison does a great job at this event at the Morristown Armory. It is a blast. A lot of great beer, a lot of good food, uh, uh, music. It's, it's a lot of fun. You definitely want to check it out. BigBrewNJ.com to get tickets for a Big Brew returning to Morristown in February of next year. Uh, One brewery combining shelter dogs and a beer for a good cause, Fargo Brewing Company. Thank you very much, uh, my good friend Heidi Satimo, who sent me this. Uh, Fargo Brewing Company in North Dakota featuring faces of shelter dogs on its craft beer cans. The company has partnered with For Love of Dog, a nonprofit organization in order to help some puppies find a forever home. One dog volunteer said the featured dogs would be best adopted into a home with no other pets. They hope potential owners looking for only one dog will see the faces that they like and come for a visit. Um, this is a quote from For Love of Dog volunteer Jared Ryan. Uh, Our wonder dogs are dogs that will live their best life in a home by themselves and there's no other pets. So they can be a little bit tougher to find homes for, foster homes, that type of thing. So we're featuring those dogs in a can and bringing them here so the public can meet them. So that's cool. Kudos to you, Fargo Brewing Company, uh, trying to get some dogs adopted. Um, you can uh, you can definitely check that out if you live in Fargo, North Dakota. would like to see more breweries doing that. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, maybe they can partner up with an animal shelter uh, in their area. I'm sure that New Jersey uh, could do something like that, and that would be a lot of fun. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world, including uh, Coronado Brewing debuting their a final uh, beer in the 2019 Art Series, which is a, a hazy IPA. You'll be interested to learn Uh, All about that. And then, of course, a little bit later on, uh, Brent Elliott, the head distiller for Four Roses Bourbon, will be on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder is getting tired of the misinformation. Washington Nationals won the World Series, and Trump invited the team to the White House. Several team members said they weren't going to go. One in particular, whose name is Sean Doolittle. And the reason he said he's not going is because Trump mocked a handicapped person. Quote, sigh. Do we have to do this again? The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 970. The Answer. 
Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? You could be losing sales by the second. Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. A full-service digital agency, providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Contact Salem Surround. Get a complimentary digital analysis and get ahead of your competition. Call Salem Surround, 212-857-9635 or surroundnewyork.com. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So uh, here's the deal. I could go through the whole thing on how to follow me at Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at, at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. You can also hear us on the Hopped Up Network, all that good stuff. Boy, I wanted to let that song run for about, you know, 10 minutes. That's mountain climbing from Joe Bonamassa. Uh, that is from his latest CD release called Live at the Sydney Opera House down in Australia, down under. If you have not seen Joe Bonamassa, I encourage you to go see him. He is actually doing a, uh, I don't want to say it's a residency, but he's going to be there 
at the Beacon Theater for three days this week, starting Thursday. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, I saw this cat play when he was 16 years old down in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh, with uh, Sammy Hagar's son, Aaron, a bunch of other uh, band guys that were children, siblings, uh, related to uh, other musicians. And this kid at 16 was just shredding it. They, he, they played Cream's White Room. And honest to God, I thought Eric Clapton was in the room. That's how good this kid was. He's only gotten better, and he is just a world-renowned superstar now uh, playing the guitar. Joe Bonamassa, uh, if you haven't checked him out, definitely check him out. If you get a chance, you can go to the Beacon this week. I am trying to get over there on Thursday night uh, to see him uh, perform. Uh, he is just uh, one cool cat. So coming up in 10 minutes, head distiller for Four Roses Bourbon. Brent Elliott will be on the program. This is an interview that I taped last Monday. Uh, at Brooklyn Brewery, they have done a collaboration with Brooklyn Brewery for their Black Ops beer. This year, they added Four Roses Bourbon to it, and um, it, it, it is uh, it was a, an interesting collaboration. And the story behind it uh, from Garrett Oliver, who is just a wealth of knowledge. I could listen to Garrett Oliver talk all day about beer and fermenting and all kinds of other stuff. Um, he is just a super cool cat. We're going to get Garrett on the phone uh, on the phone. Soon, I have to reach out to him and uh, and set it up. But it was a it was a fun event. We got to try the new uh, version of Black Ops Stout, and actually took a bottle home myself, and, and got quite the education in bourbon. And, and I'm not a bourbon drinker by trade, um, but I can very easily see why people enjoy bourbon um, and why it is an experience when you drink it. the 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 drinking of bourbon is not meant so that you can get drunk, although certainly you can. But it's the experience in and of itself and the the tasting of the flavors and the savoring of every sip that you have. Um, and it forces you to drink slower so that you can, you know, pick up and identify all the different ingredients. Same thing with beer. Some beers are meant to be drunk, you know, as fast as you can if you want. But, you know, when you're talking about bigger, boozier beers like stouts and, and porters... They're not meant to be barley wines. They're not meant to be drink, drunk quickly. You're supposed to be enjoying them over a long period of time. That's the point. It's also why the alcohol won't hit you as bad if you're uh, imbibing in it uh, at a slower pace. So uh, coming up, listen to this interview with Brent Elliott. You'll uh, get quite the education in bourbon. And uh, it, it was uh, a lot of fun. It makes me want to head down to Kentucky and uh, check out some bourbon places with my wife one day. Uh, let's get into some news. So Coronado Brewing has released Mango Sprinkles Hazy IPA. It's the fourth and final installment of their 2019 art series. Uh, the fourth winner of the 2019 contest, Wylan Zabo, an Oceanside-based aerial photographer. Uh, his aerial photo of surfers in the water was reminiscent of colorful sprinkles and gave inspiration for the naming of Mango Sprinkles Hazy IPA. Mark Thiessen, the head brewer, says... He is stoked for people to try this beer. It pours like a mango smoothie, according to him. It's super fruit forward with just enough hop bitterness to balance everything out. Uh, so they started with a hazy IPA recipe, the brewers, and then up the ante with uh, fresh mango puree. And then, of course, added all the different hops uh, into the beer. It is available in 16-ounce can, four packs. Also on draft, it uh, started uh, about a week ago at each of Coronado's three locations. The beer will be available throughout Coronado's distribution network uh, this week, and then the company will launch its 2020 art contest in mid-November for a March 2020 release. Fans are encouraged to enter their photos by submitting entries through Instagram using the hashtag Coastal and Coronado Entry. 
uh, for that contest. And, of course, um, for more information about the contest or mango sprinkles, just go to CoronadoBrewing.com. So it's a hazy IPA at 7.5% with a 45 IBU. So low bitterness on this. Uh, and uh, encouraged to try it. So I have to reach out to uh, uh, my friend Melody over there and see if she can send me a can for because uh, I've tried the other three uh, for the art series this year, and all of them were very, very good. Um, in fact, the, the the sour that they had put out that was that was really good. Uh, Heavy Seas has announced the release of their anniversary ale, twenty four. It's a quadruple IPA. Uh, now the twenty four will be on draft or on sixteen ounce four pack cans to go at their 24th anniversary party and can release. This is coming up on Friday, December 6th at the brewery, and the limited release will also begin hitting shelves uh, around uh, Heavy Seas distribution uh, in December. The label artwork designed by Baltimore artist Chris Gipple uh, of Night Shift Creative. Chris will be the new local artist that they will begin working with in 2020 for all 15-barrel brew house can releases. Their 15-barrel brew house stuff has been very good. Um, I'm, I've been very impressed with the, uh, the smaller batch stuff that they've released in limited quantities. So that's kind of cool. And kudos to Heavy Seas. have to see if Christine can send me uh, a can of that because I would really like to try uh, that anniversary beer. And I don't think uh, that beer is going to make you know, national distribution. It's probably going to be local um, in the area. Modern Times has now announced distribution in Utah uh, as we talked about a while ago, Utah finally lifted their uh, low alcohol laws. Like every beer in Utah had to be under 4%. So a lot of breweries couldn't reach out to Utah to become, um, you know, a brewery that you could buy there unless they changed the recipe of one of their beers to a lower alcohol content. And obviously a lot of them weren't going to do that just to make a special beer uh, for a particular state. I know... Um, Budweiser did that, obviously, because they want to be in all 50 states, so they made a, a lesser alcohol beer. But now that they have um, the ability to uh, sell whatever beer that they want uh, in Utah, now you're going to start to see a lot of these breweries starting to get in uh, to the state of Utah. So uh, the beers are currently hitting shelves, taps, including Beloved Year around uh, releases like Ice, their Pilsner, Fortunate Islands, their Pale Ale, Fruitlands with Passion Fruit, Fruit and Guava, and Orderville IPA, as well as their current rotating seasonal IPA, Spaceways. That's a good beer, Spaceways, by the way. Modern Times makes some great beer. Um, and it is, uh, they're celebrating with uh, launch events throughout Salt Lake City, uh, and they're going to do a whole bunch of other stuff. ModernTimesBeer.com uh, for more information on that. Um, Modern Times is just a, a really good brewery. If you have not, if you're traveling to, Cal- to California, and I know this week was San Diego Beer Week, uh, if you haven't had a chance to get over to Modern Times, you're missing out on something. There's two locations. I went to their smaller location when I was out there a couple of years ago um, where they did not have their coffee house. Their coffee house is their bigger facility, and I, I wish we had, we had gone there, but uh, we were driving around. We just said, ah, let's go to the smaller spot. Uh, what a great place uh, to have beer. Surprised at the amount of uh, young families that were there on a Friday night enjoying beer at, you know, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or 5 o'clock in the evening, however you want to put it. Um, it. It was very surprising to see a lot of young families with little kids uh, at those places. I don't, know, I don't know necessarily if bringing your kids to a brewery is the smartest idea. Uh, I think there should be a designated time when you can bring them, but I think once it gets into the evening, I think it should be adults only. That's just my personal view on it. Um, again, every brewery is different. 
And if you don't like, uh, you know, kids being there, you know what? Get your beer to go, bring it home. I know it ru- kind of ruins the experience a little bit, but, you know, what can you do? Now, here's the other thing. So Four Locos, uh, 12% ABV hard seltzer has hit retailers. Again, I don't get it. A 12% seltzer? I don't know if I would necessarily drink that. And apparently AB has announced Bud Light Seltzer will launch in the first quarter of next year in four flavors, black cherry, lemon, lime, strawberry, and mango. Each of those flavors checks in at 5% ABV. Obviously, Anheuser-Busch has been losing market share on a number of different things. Um, So they are jumping into this full force to try and uh, saturate the market. I'm sure you're going to see uh, billboards and ads and all kinds of other stuff. Hard seltzer has become the new craze, folks. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but it has become uh, the new beer business um, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, just trying to grab a piece of that market share because obviously um, there are fewer people, I shouldn't say a lot, but fewer people uh, drinking beer now. They're being carb conscious and calorie conscious. So. We will see what happens. When we come back after a short break, head distiller for Four Roses Bourbon. Brent Elliott will join me from Brooklyn Brewery. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 49 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. The city is looking into how an apartment in a New York City Housing Authority building was placed up for rent on Airbnb. Lisa Mateo has more. It's a NYCHA no-no, a public housing unit located in the complex that stretches from 25th to 28th streets between 9th and 10th avenues in Chelsea, up for rent on Airbnb. The scheme was uncovered when a mother and daughter booked it for $90 a night and wound up reporting the official tenant. Airbnb says it was unaware of the situation and it supports a ban on rentals in affordable housing. Lisa Mateo, NBC News Radio, New York. A woman is recovering after being dragged by a car during a domestic dispute with a man in Ulster County. The dispute began on Churchill Road in Eddyville yesterday, where cops say the woman apparently held onto the door handle as the man jumped into the car and drove off. The woman then fell to the ground and the man stopped the car and called 911. She suffered a lower leg fracture and facial cuts and was later airlifted to Albany Medical Center for treatment. In sports in the NBA, Knicks lost to the Cavaliers 108-87, to and the Nets were pummeled by the Suns 138-112. to Rangers lost today as well uh, to the Panthers 6-5, but the Devils won. They beat the Canucks 2-1. Expect some delays if you're traveling into uh, the Bronx via the Hutchinson River Parkway because apparently uh, there is a malfunctioning bridge, so all the lanes are closed on the Hutchinson River drawbridge and traffic is stopped from Boston Road. Then at the GWB, inbound on the upper deck, no problems. Lower level looks good. Just remember, lower level Palisades approach easy pass customers only until 6 in the morning. Holland and Lincoln tunnels are a pretty good ride. Weather for tonight. Mostly cloudy with a low around 44 degrees and then sunny for your Veterans Day with a high near 58. Rain possibly on Tuesday with some snow afternoon and then gradually ending. Temperatures will fall to about 37 degrees by 5 o'clock. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970. The answer. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Let me tell you about the Atlantis Yacht. If you're looking to wow your corporate guests, clients, or employees, plan an unforgettable event aboard the Atlantis. Beautiful skyline views, a gourmet food and bar menu, first-class entertainment. What's not to love? Your guests are 
They're going to be so impressed. I'm telling you from personal experience, it's a top-notch experience. The Atlantis is the yacht we take out every single year for our big client cruise event. Go ahead and start planning your standout event today. Whether it's a corporate event, wedding, engagement party, retirement party, an anniversary celebration, impress your guests with a first-class experience aboard the Atlantis. Why wait? Call New York Cruises to schedule a private viewing of the Atlantis, 212-633-1231. 212-633-1231. Mention AM970, the answer, for a free menu upgrade. 212-633-1231. Or visit NewYorkCruises.com. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM970, the answer. All right, welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little Journey, by the way, Journey and the Pretenders touring next year at uh, PNC Bank Art Center in August. And I am uh, happy to say that I will be at that show by come hook or by crook. Uh, can't wait to see uh, Journey again. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. Now, let me dive right into this interview right now with Four Roses Bourbon uh, head distiller Brent Elliott that was taped uh, back last Monday at Brooklyn Brewery. Al Gattulo here on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Coming to you from the Brooklyn Brewery. And they are doing an event tonight with Four Roses Bourbon. And right now I'm talking to the head distiller of Four Roses Bourbon, uh, Brent Elliott. And Brent, thanks for joining me for a couple of minutes. Very hey, much my appreciate pleasure, it. Al. So the bourbon that I have in my glass right now is the bourbon that you guys did with Brooklyn Brewery for their collaboration for this uh, stout that we're going to be trying a little bit later on, correct? Correct. Okay. So t- why, don't we, why don't you talk us through the bourbon, um, how it was distilled, how you guys got together. Uh, actually, how, let's, put it, let's, let's start with this. So how, how is it that you and Garrett got involved in doing this? It actually goes, it's the relationships that Garrett has with our chief operating officer, Brian Ashley. Okay. He's, uh, he's a brewer by a trade. He's brewed for years. Okay. And so he and Garrett go way back. He's been Four Roses since, I think, 06. So um, their relationship, they, you know, they talk. And uh, we've been up here a few times, Ryan and I both, and uh, just come to the brewery here to visit with uh, Garrett and, and the team here. Right. And so kind of built up from there, from their relationship. Okay. So they decided to, to, come, up with the, uh, to come up with this collaboration with a stout and a, and a whiskey. Why choose this whiskey over the other whiskeys that you guys distill? Uh, well, to answer that, you kind of have to look at how we do things. At Four Roses, we make 10 different bourbon recipes. Okay. And uh, we accomplish that by using two base mash bills or grain recipes. So two base mash bills, and we have five different yeast strains that we use to ferment each one of those mashes. And at the end of distillation and aging, we... We age, we distill, age everything, each one of these independently. And then we pull them together because each one has its own flavor characteristics. Each one of these recipes, we pull them after maturation and then mingle them together in different combinations to create different styles or different flavors. And that's what each one of our labels is, whether it's the small batch, small batch select, four roses, bourbon, or single barrel. Each one of those has a unique combination of those recipes. And this one's very interesting, the small batch, because it uses four recipes. It's both mash bills, and it uses the spicy yeast strain and the very fruity yeast strain. So it's a really elegant balance of the fruit, very rich fruit and spice. So it's got balance when you're sipping it. It has balance when you're sipping it. It has a nice, long finish, a lot of depth. 
lot so, of mouthfeel. So I'm gonna. We're talking with uh, master Dis- master distiller. Is that correct? Right, yes. Okay, master distiller Brett Elliott uh, from uh, Four Roses Bourbon here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. And we're coming to you from Brooklyn Brewery. They've done a collaboration with Stout. So I'm smelling this right now, and I'm I'm getting. I don't know if I'm actually getting the fruit out of it, but it's it's. Let me. I'm gonna take a sip here, folks. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice warm feeling, but I'm getting, I'm starting to get a little bit of that fruit uh-huh. as it's going as it's going down my throat. So, what fruit am I picking, or am I supposed to be picking up here? Well, guess I get it's a it's a red fruit impression that I get. Red fruit, some berries, some maraschino cherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always stop short of saying syrupy, but it is kind of like, it's that rich deep type fruit mm-hmm. and it's again it's sort of a combination of all these fruits together I, there's not just one fruit that stands out it's a nice layered just fruity impression I get Great. and that's also balanced with or it's enhanced I believe by the extra age on this this is six and seven years old so you get the extra sweetness from the barrel and that comes up and kind of lifts and works with those fruity flavors to give you more of that sweet fruity impression gotcha now try Talk me through a little bit of what's going to go on here tonight. With so this is this is the different mash bells. This uh, this that you gave me here and the different proprietary yeasts that you use right, to yeah. ferment the uh, ferment the bourbon. Is that exactly, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And the fruit that you're tasting that's uh, from the O yeast strain. Okay. Through the fermentation that develops a lot of the fruity flavors that you're tasting. But actually, more in this, I think we talked about the fruit in this one, but really the spice I think is what really defines this. When you have a lot of rye. Both our mash bills use a lot of rye, 35% in one, 20% in the other. And then the yeast strain that's used, the majority of this is uh, the K yeast strain, 70% of this. And that also creates a lot of spice. So you have rye spice and you have the spice from the yeast strain, which is more in the line of allspice, nutmeg, Mm -hmm. cinnamon. So you have that balanced this is. I, I have to tell you, I'm not a bourbon drinker. I'm, a, I'm more of a beer drinker by trade. But I have to tell you, this is something that I could I could pour a little a little glass of, sit by a fire, and kind of just have a nice and night. Very mellow, elegant, balanced, layered. And and doesn't require. I mean, to me at least, I'm, we're, we're drinking it neat. Doesn't require ice. No, or not water. at all. No. Now, tell me, I, I, and I, I've had somebody explain this to me before. And again, I'm not you know a, a bourbon drinker. And we're talking with Brett Elliott here. The um, Master Distiller at Four Roses Bourbon. We're here at Brooklyn Brewery on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Four Roses Bourbon and Brooklyn Brewery have put together a collaboration with a stout that they're going to be introducing a little bit later on. So what what is the difference between when you drink a whiskey neat, for those in the audience that don't know, and then adding a drop of water to it or adding ice to it? Does that enhance the flavor, detract from the flavor? Well, it's... It's personal preference. Some people won't drink anything under 100 proof, 110 proof, 120, whatever it may be. Okay. And that's, I can understand that. But if you're looking at, me personally, if I'm looking at a sample, barrel strength bourbon, it's 110 proof, I might sample it at 110, and then I might add some water to it or put a cube of ice in it because it does evolve. As, the, as it dilutes, you start to unlock more of the layers of those flavors. Okay. The way I picture it is... At a higher strength, it's so robust and it's so intense that those flavors are they're all there, but they're sort of locked up. They're, they're competing for that space because it's so you're releasing tight. them with the water you're or the ice. You're releasing that, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And that will happen in the palate, but you add a little bit of water, a little bit of ice, 
starts to open up those flavors, mm-hmm. and they're more accessible because it's not all crammed in there at 110, 120 proof, whatever it may be. And obviously, the point of all of this is to drink this, you know, slow and and develop it over the course of a, you know an hour or two while you're sitting with friends. It's not meant to be. You know, let me let me knock back a shot of you yeah. know Jameson or something. You're trying to you're trying to develop those flavors as it sits in the glass and warms up, or if you're adding ice to it as it as it cools. Exactly. Yeah. Either way, you can even just uh, leave it open to the uh, to the air. You'll see it evolve, especially mm-hmm. with the higher strengths. We're talking with uh, Brent. Brent or Brett? I, I, Brent. Brent. Yes. Okay. Brent Elliott. My, my apologies. From Four Roses Bourbon. He is the master distiller here. Uh, we are here at the Brooklyn Brewery as they're getting set to put on this uh, collaboration effort. And this is, uh, honestly, folks, my first time at Brooklyn Brewery. What a beautiful facility of couches. And, and you have these uh, long tables here. And you can sit and just kind of have a nice conversation. And there's barrels everywhere. Where some, are, some are being used for garbage and some you can put your, your drinks on top of. Um, Brent... When you uh, growing up, how did you get started with Four Roses Bourbon? Well, my background is chemistry, and growing up in Kentucky, I've always appreciated and always loved bourbon. Um, but I never really considered getting into the industry. Mm-hmm. But uh, so there is a science to it. There is a science to it. Okay. Yeah, everything that uh, happens on some level is chemistry. Mm-hmm. So um, my background is perfect for it, and that's what got my foot in the door was my experience with chemistry and analytical work. Okay. And when I was hired, I wasn't hired on as master distiller. I was hired on, I was working in the lab. Started out doing analysis, then started doing blending, mingling, other quality control, and then just pitched in across the board, you know, in, in the bottling and distillation and mm-hmm. fermentation. Anywhere that anybody needed help, I would be willing to pitch in. And I just kind of grew with the company. Oh, that's very cool. But it's got to be it's got to be nice. You know, I, I say this to people all the time, the business that I work in, it's something that I've wanted to do in radio for since I was 12 years old. So okay. to be able to do what I can do, it, to me, it's not a job. It's, it's, it's a love affair. Obviously, you started in this business you know, a little bit later on in life, but uh, it, it sounds to me from, from just talking with you for a couple of minutes, this is a labor of love for you Absolutely. to be able to do yes. this, to be able to develop these flavors and do different things. And, you know, and people think, I think some people think of bourbon and whiskey as just a one note or a one type of, okay, well, you... This is what you do when you put the mash in, you do this, you do that, and then the, the product comes out. But there is a science to it. There's a complexity to it where you've got to follow certain things, and you can tweak those things mm-hmm. as you go. But the end result is really the, the, the love, right? Absolutely. And in between, there's a lot of science. There's some art. There's a lot that we, most of it we understand, but there's always a little bit that that's where the art comes in. That's mm-hmm. why we have to taste the barrels. That's why we have to mingle. That's why we have to keep an eye on every step of the process because we have we know all the science and we have the controls but it's a natural process we're dealing with natural grains we're dealing with wood we're dealing with weather we're dealing with so many variables that it it is a balance of science and art because a lot of that you can't control i mean some of it you can control but once it goes into the barrel that's where the I guess the, if you want to put the mystic part of it in it, there is a science to it, but it's also what that barrel is going to render, depending on the Absolutely. wood and everything else. Yeah, two barrels side by side can be vastly different at five, six, ten years of age. And that's got to be pretty cool, though. And, but, it, but it also must, I mean, you have to be a patient person. You're letting something sit for five or six or ten years. You're hoping that you get out of it what you're putting into it, and sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, that's why we're always looking at barrels. Right. Actually, when we put a barrel away, we don't even look at it until it's four years of age. Oh, is that right? So it yeah. goes in, it sits, and it nobody, sits. Nobody's lo- nobody looks at it. it. Yeah. But fortunately, we have a lot of experience. We're putting barrels away every day. We're looking at barrels all the time that are coming of age. Mm-hmm. So we have a good idea of 
what this flavor characteristic or this white dog going into the barrel, what that's going to taste like right. in four or five years. A pretty good idea. You never know exactly, but we at least have, we can rest assured that this batch isn't going to be something you want to throw at it for you. Sure. There's, we can always keep it between the lines and feel right. pretty good about that. Where I, you know, if we were just starting up from scratch and didn't have that experience, and I think about that with these micro distillers that are starting up, that takes a lot of courage. You're sure you're putting something out. It's white dog. You're tasting it. Might taste. Yeah, it all tastes good. You think, but you don't know until away. yeah you start putting away and you stick to that direction. You do it every day for four or five years. Before you're you hoping that you yield something. Exactly, sure, that's that's yeah. going to be that, that's going to be good enough for you to put out to sell to other people that are going to enjoy. We're talking with Brent Elliott. He's the master distiller for Four Roses Bourbon. Last question for me, Brent. We'll, I want to steer back to beer for a second. Um, is is a stout your favorite type of beer to drink? Are you a, are you a beer drinker? At, you know at all? Yeah, I love beer. Um, and honestly, I never was big in the um, in mixing the bourbon barrels and the beer. Okay. Uh, the first one that I tried was actually the Black Ops. This was several years back. Okay. Um, I had a few that were okay. Um, Everyone's doing it well now. I, I, right. I'm really enjoying them now. But first, when it first started, it was some of the beers I tasted. It was almost like beer with a shot of whiskey in it. That's exactly how I feel. There are a lot of brewers that do that put that add whiskey to beer, and I almost feel like they're getting it together and they just take a bottle and they dump it in and they go, "Well, we'll see what happens." And yeah, there are some brewers work. that know how to ferment it and know how to add it properly. It's almost like um, it's almost like heat beers when they're putting pepper in beer. You want that. Intensity, but you don't want it too much where it overpowers everything else. Uh-huh. If I want to drink the... whiskey, I'm going to drink whiskey. I, if I want my beer with whiskey, I want to have that flavor that kind of kisses me a little uh-huh. bit while I'm drinking it, right? Exactly. And I think this stout works perfectly. I and mean, they know what they're doing here. I mean, it's the perfect balance. It's not beer with a shot of whiskey in it. It's you take the best of the barrel, the best of the residual whiskey, and the best of that stout, and they come together just beautifully. That's awesome. Brent, thanks so much for joining me. Very much appreciate it. Great education. I really appreciate it. Thank you. My thanks to Brent Elliott. When we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer New York skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer New York. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 970, the Answer. Did you know hurricane season is in full swing and doesn't officially end until November 30th? Well, here in New Jersey, no one has to remind us of nature's fury. Severe weather can strike at any time of the year. Hi, this is Paul Rotella, president of the New Jersey Broadcasters Association. We're happy to be partnering once again with Jersey Central Power and Light to get the word out about being prepared because in an emergency, everyone should have a plan. Broadcasters are always there for you when you need us, and JCPNL makes sure it's prepared to deliver the power customers need when they need it. To help prepare for storms, JCPNL customers can subscribe to email and text message alerts and can use text messaging to report outages and request restoration updates. For more information, visit firstenergycorp.com connect. And everyone should visit ready.gov for emergency planning tips. Please join the NJBA and JCPNL and take the time to help yourself and New Jersey be better prepared by making an emergency plan today. Visit ready.gov now before it's too late. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Broadcaster Association with funding provided by JCPNL and this station. 
Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? You could be losing sales by the second. Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. A full-service digital agency, providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Contact Salem Surround. Get a complimentary digital analysis and get ahead of your competition. Call Salem Surround, 212-857-9635 or surroundnewyork.com. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am97theanswer.com. talking about final segment of the Algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer follow me very easily on twitter at Algatulo, instagram at Catulo, g-a-double-t-u-double-l-o facebook.com slash ag craft beer cast via email at albert g at nyc radio.com don't forget itunes and google play just do a search for ag craft beer cast you can find all the shows on those two platforms alexa ready as well also available on the hopped up network just go over to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you can find all the shows, as mine and plenty of others, selling craft beer, South Jersey beer scene, and a whole bunch of others uh, over there to listen to at your leisure. Led Zeppelin for Rock and Roll is the song that was released on the 8th of November back in 1971. And by my fuzzy math, that would make that album 48 years old. So that is pretty cool. So in two years from now, it'll be 50. I know I mentioned it on the uh, Joe Piscopo show the other day that it was 50 years old. It's actually 47 years old. 47 years old. I was the ripe old age of one. Not even one. I don't know. Actually, I was. I was one already. That's right. Um, but uh, amazing. Amazing that that album is out there. And I know people talk, you know, well, how come Jimmy Page and Robert Plant have not gotten back together and done a reunion, you know, the 50 years of Led Zeppelin or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, there's a reason why. Plant can't sing those songs anymore. Can't sing them to the level that he would like them. Uh, he would like to, and so I don't think you're going to see them uh, reunite in any way, shape, or form to do a Led Zeppelin reunion tour. They've been they've been offered gobs of money to do it, and uh, Plant has resisted. I know Jimmy Page wants to do it. Plant, on the other hand, uh, does not. And, and you know what? I have to respect that. If he can't sing the songs the way they're meant to be sung then he's doing the right thing, and he's got his own stuff that he likes to do. And fans still follow him and, and and listen to it. Anyway, let's get into a couple of things here real quick before we get out of here because needed to shorten the segment a little bit. However, uh, some breaking news from Founders uh, a couple of days ago. So, um, you know, there was this whole, the whole lawsuit I mentioned earlier in the show about how it was settled, um, you know, and hoping now that moving forward um, Founders can find, uh, you know, this, you know, um, uh, diversity and start, uh, you know, l- listen, repairing their image, which is basically, which is essentially what they're going to be doing. A uh, lot of issues that were going on. Now, Founders uh, announced uh, earlier in the week on the 7th, it will reopen its Detroit tap room in early 2020 as part of a renewed commitment in the Detroit to the Detroit community and employees across the company. Founders will donate 100% of the profits from the reopened tap room to Detroit charities and community organizations through at least 2022. 
The company is now in the process of reestablishing and building relationships with local nonprofits, understanding that input from Detroiters must be incorporated into philanthropic decision-making in order to achieve the best possible impact for the city and its residents. This effort will add on to the company's existing charitable program, The Big Picture, which will expand in 2020 to provide more support to charities in West Michigan and across the state. Um, Dave Engber is the co-founder. Uh, said, we understand that financial impact is not enough. We've committed company-wide to accelerating our diversity and inclusion efforts that will not wait until the reopening in Detroit. The company is in the process of hiring a new general manager for the location. Staff members who had been working there at the time of the temporary closing on October 25th of this year will continue to be paid through the end of this year. So they're not losing money. They're going to reopen the uh, the facility. But essentially, they are going to donate... 100% of their proceeds to that tap room for the next two years to charity. Uh, and again, as they said, this is, you know, as Dave Engber said, he said, this is not, the financial impact is not enough. They're committed to doing more. And so uh, let me let you in on a, a little uh, inside baseball here. Uh, I will be interviewing uh, co founder and president Dave Engber's uh, this coming week. That will air the following uh, week, not the, not next Sunday, but the following Sunday, which I believe is the 24th of November, but don't quote me on that. So uh, Dave is going to join me on the program via telephone, and uh, we will talk to him about that and the efforts that they are going to do in the Detroit Tap Room. So kudos to founders uh, for doing this. Again, 100% of the proceeds from the Detroit Tap Room when they reopen in early, early of next year uh, will be 100% donated uh, to uh, profits, uh, excuse me, to uh, Detroit charities and community organizations. So uh, good for founders there, and uh, happy to see that. And, of course, we'll ask Dave Engbers about that uh, when I interview him uh, this coming week. I know they don't really want to talk about the lawsuit and the settlement, obviously for legal reasons, uh, but, of course, I'll ask. Uh, I'm sure I'm not going to get an answer, but, of course, you have to put that question uh, to them. Uh, let's get into suds and duds real quick here. So a couple of different beers that I had. Uh, Bob Seeger I was at last week. What a great show uh, Seeger had. Stopped over at American Whiskey. Great little place about a block from the garden if you haven't had a chance to get over there. Food is very good. Uh, they have a decent uh, tap selection. Some good local beers. Some macro stuff, too, but uh, some good local beers. One of them that they had, Small Green Everything by Other Half. Super smooth, juicy, delicious, light, really good. Now, I don't like to give Jim Dolan my money at Madison Square Garden, so I was kind of happy that the tickets were free. But I was thirsty. I did want to have one more beer while I was there, even though it was a work night. So... The good thing about the garden is that they have incorporated no- more craft beers. Now, a lot of them aren't craft anymore because obviously they were bought out by AB InBev or other big organizations. But what they do have on can is Dogfish Head Sequential. It's a great concert beer. It's 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 low carb, low calorie. Uh, they sell them in a, in in the big uh, bomber can at the nineteen ounce can. So really, I only needed one, and that lasted me for a while, which is great. Not crazy about the price, but then again, when you go to a concert, that's what you pay for. But uh, honestly, good beer. Sequench is just a great, a great beer uh, for a concert. So uh, kudos to having Dogfish Head uh, at Madison Square Garden. Uh, ha- bought this a while ago and finally had a chance to crack it open. Probably had it it's sitting on it for about a month. First leap from Icarus Brewing. Uh, this does not drink like a big boozy beer, and it's well over uh, 8 9%. I think it's almost a 10%er. Nice bite to this, too. Very good. Um, not super juicy by any stretch of the imagination, but really, really nice. Good stuff again from the guys at Icarus. And I'm hoping to get down to the tap room very soon because i got to get an interview with Jason. And I think that's the only way I'm going to get it is if I go there and kind of corner him 
and talk with him for a couple of minutes. This beer from Bolero Snort that came out, another one that they've knocked out of the park. So the Day of the Dead was last Saturday. They put out a beer um, to kind of honor that. Dia de los Muertos, Muertos, but it's spelled M-O-O, you know, the whole bull thing from Bolero, right? This is their take on a horchata ale, a cream ale, loving the cinnamon and vanilla, super smooth. This was fantastic. I bought a four-pack of this. I've already had two cans. I probably should have gotten another four-pack of this. This is a great beer. It's really good. It's, 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 it, it almost feels like a light beer. It's really nice. It's perfect for a winter night. It's perfect for a winter night. I really enjoyed that a lot. Uh, when I was over at Brooklyn Brewery earlier in the week, uh, when I spoke with uh, Brent Elliott, uh, I bought a beer while, uh, while we were waiting for the whole event to start after I'd already had a little bit of whiskey, uh, bourbon, excuse me. And um, I wanted to try a Brooklyn beer that, didn't, uh, that, that I couldn't get on a regular basis. So Brooklyn Brewery did a, uh, a collab with Prison City Brewery, which was really cool. It was a Hellesbach, uh, pack, Packet Boat Hop Van Hellesbach by Prison City and by Brooklyn Brewery. This was nice, light. It was really good. I wish I had had a chance to sample another beer or two from Brooklyn Brewery, but definitely uh, it's a place that I, I, I need to go back to. You know, people forget Brooklyn Brewery really didn't have a tap room until a few years ago. And so it's it's nice to see that they have this big room that you can sit and drink and you can get some light snacks. There's great food in the area, too, so you don't have to go too far uh, to get that uh, to get some food. Uh, Mabel's Barbecue is right up the street. Excellent uh, barbecue. Uh, by the way, I had a brisket sandwich there. It was really good. So uh, really cool to try something different from Brooklyn Brewery and not just the normal stuff uh, that you would get, uh, you know, on the shelves uh, somewhere else. And then uh, in honor of International Stout Day, I had a Zocavesa by Stone Brewing. They sent me uh, a couple of cans of this. But what was really cool, not only did they send me the can of Zocavesa, and I've reviewed Zocavesa before. It's a fantastic beer. Their take on a Mexican chocolate stout, a little bit of heat in it, cinnamon. Uh, didn't really get the peppers in this. Uh, but I got a lot of the cinnamon and the chocolate and the coffee, which is great. So Stone sent me uh, the cans, but they also sent me uh, the actual chocolate that they used in the beer, which was from Germany. And the chocolate with the beer went great. Plus, they sent me coffee beans that they used in the mix. And I ha- I made a pot of coffee of this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Really, really good. So kudos to Stone. Zocavesa is just a great beer and perfect for the wintertime. Finally, before we get out of here... Um, no, you know what? I'm going to review this next week. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to give uh, Allison short shrift on uh, Westfield Hops, which was a great event uh, last Saturday at the Armory. Really enjoyed myself. Had a great time. I had a lot of really good beers there, and I'm going to go through the list, and uh, we'll do that on next week's Suds and Duds uh, because I want to give it. Um, you know, I want to give it the the uh, the respect that it deserves. So, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved, including my guest, head distiller from Four Roses Bourbon, Brent Elliott. What an education I got on bourbon uh, earlier this week. Thank you, Brent. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Guys.